welcome to Tex Talks. I am Tex, and today I am talking to a rapper who I first featured on Tex in the City back in 2016 with his debut EP, You're Absolutely Right. Over the course of the last six years, he's become known for his biting lyricism and his charismatic flow, and his attention to every single detail of the rollout of his last few releases is on a whole other level worthy of massive praise. I am, of course, talking about Bai Luanster, friend... Welcome to the show. Finally, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm feeling really good. I don't know if you could hear me smiling while you're doing your intro, but um, yeah, no, I'm really feeling good. How are you? I'm good. But, you know, let's talk about your smile because you are a smiley person. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you <laughs> frown or with a sad face. You're just generally upbeat all the time. But listen, first things first, right? Yeah. Congratulations yeah. on the Hype Magazine cover. You're looking very, oh, yeah. very dapper in that gray suit, Mr. Chapter 3. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, thank you. Thank, thanks. You know, I mean, that was like obviously a long time coming and I'm so glad it came in in the time that like I'm, I'm in suit mode, you know, because um, yeah, that's obviously just like me dressing for, you know, when they say dress for the job you want or something like that, <laughs> that was that was that's what that's about and you know a lot of these guys on your time covers on your forbes covers your jay-z's you know a lot of the people in hip-hop who are on these prestigious covers you know they they have a good looking suit there so i was like okay you know what if that's what they're doing you know let me let me manifest on my end by getting myself a a gray suit you know what i'm saying Mm, have you framed that cover yet I, you know what? Listen, it's actually so crazy that you bring that up. I, I like I, I framed it. I ordered it on Friday last week, and then it arrived yesterday. And it's like a one size, so it's so. Oh man! It's, it it fills up the whole room, you know. So I mean, and it's like a digital cover as well, or a digital issue. So you know, like to to have something tangible, you know, just makes it all the more real for me, you know. Where are you gonna hang it? That's a great question because I don't know if I will because uh, I'm afraid of, you know, mounting things where at the places that I'm staying at because, you know, I, I very much love to get my deposit back. And uh, when it needs to come down, I kind of, you know, get worried. And there are all sorts of solutions like, no, this is for uh, not damaging the wall. And then you read the reviews, yo, my wall completely fell apart. So I'm like, you know, I, I think I'm just going to make a shrine in the corner of the the apartment somewhere put everything that i'm proud of there and then you know that's about it the walls are just gonna stay plain because i'm just afraid <laughs> of not getting my deposit oh my god when i was a kid i used to stick up magazine covers and things with like putty <laughs> on the walls yeah. oh, and then the fuck. paint <laughs> the paint would come off and my parents would oh, go shit. absolutely insane to the point where one day my father came home with a roller and a can of paint and was like you need to paint this room it looks like a hobo lives here i'm sorry <laughs> and i imagine so you, I had, you had to paint the entire room right or was it just that section the oh whole room, the whole room. I think it took me like yeah. a week. <laughs> and then I still yeah, had I to sleep in it. So that. I was like huffing the fume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want that oh for me. I'm, I'm very afraid. Yeah, no, listen. But the reason that I bring up the Hype magazine cover, right? And the reason yeah. that it's it's so it's so big, it's such a it's such an achievement, especially if you take into consideration that the first time you were featured on the cover was back in 2017, their yes, fresh yes, issue. Yes, yes. And you did yeah, a little yeah, video yeah. of it, and I thought it was so cool. And, like, you basically just showed your your face in the top right-hand corner. is like small, small, small on a huge cover <laughs> with, like, a whole bunch of people. And then you kind of, yeah. like, zoom out, and then it's you with this huge... <laughs> like, yeah. On this huge <laughs> cover looking super fresh. And like, I, I mean, it must be sort of like self-affirming in a way, especially when you look at mm. that giant A1 cover, right? Mm, 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 mm. No, without a doubt. I think I think the whole relationship with Hype, or rather the times that I've appeared on it, like it's actually even started off as something I made myself back in 2012. I think I was using a free version of Photoshop or GIMP. Well, bring out the GIMP. You know, some freeware. And then I just, you know, I used to buy Hype a lot 
um, and just, you know, admire the people on the cover, the artists, you know, search people on Facebook, find everyone on Facebook and add them. You know, that was just something I would do whenever I got the hype. And then, you know, um, I just made my own cover, I guess. I think I was probably 17. <laughs> and it was actually on that cover. Right? It was just me looking, I like to think, pretty cool well back then. Um, and then it said freshman issue next to it. And then five years later, I'm actually on a freshman issue of an official hype mag. And then That's five crazy. years after that, now we've got the Bailuanster issue, which is, you know, pretty cool. You know, I'm, I'm super sentimental like that. So, you know, there's so much that just all these tiny details, all these like documenting my journey, all these connections between the one that I made to this issue, you know, all mm -hmm. that stuff means, you know, a lot to me. And um, yeah, hence I even printed it like on like A A1 because, you know, I need to wake up in the morning, walk into my lounge and then remember, oh shit, this is who the fuck I am, you know? Just so yeah, mm -hmm. very much self-affirming. Like I agree completely, that's, that's, that's that. Well, the reason that you're on the hype cover, the reason that you're here today, the reason that mm. I'm going, we're all going to be streaming your music for the Ice. next six months, um, <laughs> is, is Spajonga chapter three. And yeah, it's the yeah, conclusion yeah, yeah. of a three part release that you've dropped over the course of the last three years. And it ties up quite yeah. nicely the journey of mm. you or yeah. your protagonist, however you want to look at it, you know, but talk mm. to me about, becoming this accomplished young man who has finally found balance in mm, life, mm. but also in who he wants to be. Yes, yes, yes. Um, thank you. That's a brilliant question. Um, I think the nature of just like the Spichongit series, if anything, is a documentation of, I guess, my personal growth, you know, because I'm very personal with in my music, you know, always wearing my heart on the sleeve. I mean, it's my artistry. So I don't like think I can do it any other way other than just expressing my own truth, my reality, and just, I guess, documenting my growth through storytelling. So I think with each chapter, you know, it, it covers a certain period of my life with chapter one having began in Durban, you know, in a very beautiful relationship I used to be in. Oh, shit, I just spoiled chapter three. Um, but yeah, you know, it was just that moment in my life that, okay, this, my my college sweetheart, you know, and her influence on my life played a big role in just, you know, who I became and whatnot. So that covered that time of my life. And then there's a point where I moved to Johannesburg, uh, you know, because I felt like I'd reached the glass ceiling in Durban, you know, career-wise, mm. specifically with music. You know, there's so much that was... Re, like wanting me to just okay cool what's next what's next and i felt like i was getting a bit too comfortable so i i moved to Joburg for the discomfort you know and i got it on a silver platter you know and then that was also a phase of my life that was documented but on chapter two of my life so i like to think of each of these projects as chapters of my life that you know there's moments that stood out that i in fact even moments that didn't really stand out because you know it's not like everything is glamorous that i write about i mean stay naked i'm thinking we should just stay naked and not get dressed stay naked and not get dressed you know stay naked and not get dressed get back in this bed as a song is you know pretty mundane if you really think about it it's about you know hey you know what i don't want to wake up let's stay naked and not get dressed you know so it's just moments that i thought were interesting or that might have motivated my pen to just okay cool i'd love to write about this so now we're in chapter three and like between each of these chapters is about i guess a year or some months and whatnot but there's a chance for me to live first and foremost to live everything mm. that i'm gonna write about to experience everything so uh there's years that are going by and as years grow by obviously you know you grow up you know so i've mm. definitely grown up quite a bit you know um chapter one chapter two i had a very patchy beard you know or whatever it is that was on my <laughs> face and now I found myself with a creature that makes me look a little bit more attractive, you know, apparently, you know what I mean? So this is all playing into just who I'm becoming in chapter three, liking myself more um, and just, you know, coming into myself uh, as a, an adult, um, as a someone who's a bit more intentional, someone who I, I like to think I've also slowed down a little bit, like as far as just uh, impulsiveness um, if anything, I don't even think the word impulsive exists in my current chapter. It's more, um, you know, screw it, just do it. You know, I'm just like, okay, you know what? I'm very intentional about what I'm about to do. 
and mm. let's let's just do it. So I mean, even the word spechonga, a word that I made up, means you know, I mean, I've already said fuck a couple of times. So I don't know if you can censor me if need be, but it means oh, you know, my fuck friend, it, just do it. You can say whatever you want to say on this podcast. <laughs> okay, sweet, we do sweet. not so, censor. We do not discriminate. Yeah. <laughs> Live your best life while you're here. <laughs> Fan fucking tested. Okay, that was <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, spechonga means fuck it, just do it. You know, it was just like a response to my overthinking back in 2018, fresh off of colors. You know, and then suddenly now there's this spotlight on me, and I'm suddenly like, you know, rethinking so many things, overthinking and whatnot. Up until I got to a point of you know spechonga. Let me just put out music. You know, let me put out these four songs and put out another four songs a year from now, and then put out a third set of four songs. You know, so that's always just been the goal to build a 12 track project. But now I'm in that final chapter, and I think like had we spoken uh, text like on on like text talks like maybe a year or two ago, or let's say two or three years ago. I don't know. This this would have been a different conversation. I think you know. Mm. I I like to think that you know. I when I when I was saying that things have slowed down a bit. I mean, my mind. It's not constantly like you know pulling words without thinking about them. Now I kind of you know I'm able to articulate better. I'm more calm and collected. So as I said, you know, Spajonget series is a documentation of my personal growth uh, as a person. You know, like there's nothing else I can really speak to because I I'm a person at the end of the day and. I just happen to be able to turn mundane topics into really dope music. You know, that's just how I think of it. So uh, we're in chapter three now, and um, I've got a suit on, obviously, as you mentioned. And um, yeah, it's just about intentionality as well. Being in Joburg for three years, you know, I've learned a thing or two. You know, I've moved closer to the city as well, like recently, just to kind of back to that whole brief of mine of, you know, moving to Joburg for the discomfort, it's just something that's going to grow me, that's going to trigger more growth. You know, there's a Deadpool reference somewhere here about how he was tortured in the movie until his mutation worked. And now he's, you know, immortal. Well, that's so bad. Guys can't see me bleed, you know, uh, but he had to go through all that torture first. And now he, I mean, granted, he looks like shit, but, you know, he's immortal at the end of the day. Not many people can say that. <laughs> And for me, I feel like for me to trigger my quote unquote immortality, I had to, you know, go through a bit of a torture myself. I mean, not to say it was a torture per se, but, you know, just coming to a place where, you know, I'm not familiar. I'm, I mean, I'm from Gokstad, Tex. Like, I'm not even from Durban. I'm not even it from anywhere that. else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've already left my comfort zone far, my physical comfort zone, like where I grew up, where I became, I guess, I don't know if I even am that person anymore, but you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, chapter three is where it's at. Also, Joburg will make you grow up real fast. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. No, I was counting on it. I was completely counting on it. But listen, why do I yeah. think that Spajonget has something to do with Avatar, The Last Airbender? Why do oh, I think that? Oh, shit. Wow. Okay, cool. Shout out to you. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I mean, when, when I actually came up with the word, um, it, this was obviously around chapter one, you know, the the, mm-hmm. the beginning of the whole ch- uh, Spajonget series. I was like, this is in the middle of my overthinking. I've parked creating music for a bit because I keep second guessing and I've joined a a, a jazz band which is playing i mean in my head i'm hoping it's going to reactivate something but it got to about november me and my college sweetheart are just watching sorry i just realized I, i've called okay no i mean i'm sure she'll be happy to know that i i guess i could still consider her that but anyway we're watching avatar uh yeah yeah it, it, we're watching avatar the lost airbender no no not the lost airbender the Legend of Korra, which is the sequel, ah, uh, yes. and we're watching it together. And uh, she like they're harnessing a spirit vine, you know. And then she's like, "What is that?" And then just being silly, I just made up a word. Like it was like spajongit, you know. And this is something my sister uh, and I would do when we were younger. We'd just make up like all sorts of gibberish, not anything that we'd remember afterwards. But we just like say random words, you know. It's very you know silly but now i realize it's you know i mean i have a whole project <laughs> inspired by that so i just i just responded spechonga and then as soon as i said that i think either i paused or she paused like what we were watching avatar and then we were like what what did you say and then, like it suddenly <laughs> like, it was such a strange 
reaction it was almost like that that it was like a, a trigger word where as soon as so, like someone says that something was activated and then we like hold on what what did you say and i was like dude was pajama what, what what the fuck is that and then we're like geeking out and then she was like dude you need to call your album that and i was like yeah that's not a bad idea and then like we were just like i don't know just the response itself kind of was enough for me to say you know fuck it let's go with it because even when it came to me i didn't really have a justification or a definition for it it was just like mm-hmm. okay cool this is my gut kind of like knocking on some yo dude I'm home from wherever the fuck I've been and I'd love for us to reconcile, you know? So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to ask you where you've been. I'm not going to ask why you've been gone. I'm just going to shake your hand and we're going to get back into this thing. So I think as soon as that word came to me, you know, I just was back on track. And then I revisited some ideas that I had overthought and then I just kind of refined them. And the plan was always to, you know, get back to that 12 track thing, but I couldn't get past track four. So I was like, you know what? Let me put these four tracks out. So um, yeah, I don't know what it was about Avatar, but I think just putting you into a space that isn't, you know, very much anyone's reality, like harnessing a spirit vine, water bending, earth bending, you know, it, my mind was in that world, you know, where, you mm. know, anything just makes sense. So shout out to the creators of that show. And now just a quick side note, because I have some super exciting news. Over at Text Talks, we get a huge number of artists reaching out to us to highlight their amazing content. And because we plan our seasons quite far in advance, we often can't accommodate requests to spotlight some of the amazing up-and-coming talents South Africa, Africa, and the world has to offer. And so we started Text Talks Extra. Text Talks Extra has gone on to become its own beast, and thanks to all of your support, we are super excited to announce that our friends in the culture of humor have stepped up to collaborate with us for the next season of Text Talks Extra, launching on the 14th of February. Puma have been at the very forefront of the culture through iconic collabs with the likes of Nomzamo Mabata, Winnie Harlow, Dua Lipa and Cara Delevingne, to Nintendo and even my fave sweeties Haribo, while always looking toward being more sustainable in the pursuit of their biodegradable shoe experiments. I mean, this is the brand that bought us Suede, a fashion icon that's been a staple since its first drop in the 70s. Finally, keep your finger on that refresh button on Puma's Insta. Ruba has it with restrictions easing more and more. Select sessions might just be happening live and in person at their flagship Ramfontein store. So don't say we didn't warn you. We are stoked to be collaborating with Puma again and can't wait to bring you only the freshest content on Text Talks Extra, including all the happenings in the land of Puma for 2022. Whether it's their latest collab, hashtag select sessions, hashtag suede Sundays, or just a reminder that she moves us. Catch all the drops on at Puma South Africa on Insta or wherever you follow the iconic cat. And now, back to the show. So was the idea for Spajongut always to be these 12 tracks released over this epic trilogy? Like, was that the way that you had imagined it in your head? So, um, no, but um, like the people that I work with, uh, well, (laughs) me, what happens is (laughs) like sometimes I I have to detach and, you know, really – um, be more, how do I say, objective, yes, objective mm-hmm. in, you know, my perspective, whereas as Bailuansta, I, I, I have to be um, the artist, which is, you know, feel, like feeling deeply, being emotional as, you know, what, you know, what, that drives my artistry and fuels my music and my pen. So when I, when I, when I, I realize, okay, I can't get past track four, and I had four songs that I, I hadn't been holding on to for a couple of months, and, you know, at some point you begin to feel different about your music or your art once you've held on to it for a while, uh, just speaking for myself. And I know some other people can relate as well, but just holding on to it too long, it just changes how you felt about it in, at some point. So um, I was getting to that point of cringing, listening to the music, and then I, I was able to quickly detach and feel like, OK, cool. Um, because you are still sitting on four songs for the last couple of months and you're not getting to this fifth track because you're overthinking, just put out these four songs, you know, put them out. And this was like, this was 2019 and the last release was 2017. So I was like two years in between. So that was quite a hiatus. But um, 
Yeah, so it was like, okay, cool. My worry was that if I come out and announce just four songs, having been someone who's put out like two full bodies previously, it was going to be like, wait, so is there more? So the plan was, okay, guys, here's these four songs. Can you just hold on to them a little bit? I'll come back with another four songs. Um, and then I'll give you, you know, I'll finish the album. Maybe it might not be four songs the second time I come back. It might be the remaining eight, you know? So the plan was just always to... Uh, eventually work towards that 12 track but you know my ink would run out all the time after i'd made like four songs like, okay well i guess this is enough to summarize this chapter uh of my life so while it wasn't intentional i just kind of took what was handed to me by me and kind of made it work like just created a, a design brief of sorts because that was i think design was like played a really big role in packaging this because i didn't want to by putting out like what i felt like was a piece of my debut album i didn't want it to be branded uh as a throwaway first of all or as a bunch of yeah. throwaways and i didn't want it to you know i didn't like i mean a, a, an album usually i mean well it always has a single cover art like that kind of covers all 12 tracks all 13 tracks uh so each chapter kind of had its own visual identity, uh, but I didn't want every chapter to come out. Oh, this is part two of this same cover art. Haha. You know, so I, I really had fun kind of finding how these chapters looked. And then the thing that I always made sure to have to make sure that people understand that this is a single body of work uh, by the time we get to chapter three is a a four color uh, a four color palette at the top corner a top right corner of each cover art you know as a sort of branding tool mm -hmm. that the image itself the subject on the cover art is different it speaks to the music that it's covering at this time but then that uh four color palette at the top um is the one thing that's going to be consistent you know it's going to be obviously colors from the image but the fact that there's something at the top corner you know oh okay cool this is definitely one cohesive body of work visually as well so um yeah the plan was uh never to do the way i've done it i mean definitely it feels like a marketing strategy and it's worked out to be to like sort of be one but um it was just you know me trying to curb my overthinking really but that's so smart because we've already established that who you were when you started recording this is not mm. the person who you are now with chapter mm, three. Mm. So mm. you have to keep the three part releases cohesive in somehow, yes. like, like in yes, some yes. sort of way. And I'm, I can imagine mm. that, you know, it, it was quite challenging and quite hard. So, you know, you, you did it through, through the artwork, which is really rad. Like I Thank love you. the different <laughs> feels for each mm. chapter that the artwork brings like the first one oh shit i keep on thinking about you i thought about calling but now i'm about to chapter one is got this like orange hue to it and it's quite happy yeah. and you know you've got a lady yeah. sitting there with a shirt and this like gigantic smile on it <laughs> Creep, creepy yeah. smile but still a smile <laughs> um and then and then chapter two popping in the city for dreaming still trying to fight the feeling feeling like You've got that like purple hinged photo of your face with two little purple flowers stuck up each nostril, yeah. but like moody, got a little bit of yeah. a moody vibe to it, right? Like yeah, not as yeah, happy yeah. as the first one. And then with the yes, third yeah. one, I just turned 25, incredibly grateful I'm still alive, considering the fact that I almost died that other night, twice if I remember. Explain first. the third one to me because it's the corner of a couch, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's it's it, it's like almost this like very sexy yellow vintage yes, couch. Yes. Ooh. See, I think you, you, yeah, no, sorry, you just used uh, an excellent word, the uh, sexy. Um, so, uh, <laughs> just a fun fact about chapter two: that was actually my little sister's face, and we definitely look oh. alike. We, we we do look alike, but um, yeah, yeah, that, that was my sister's face. And chapter one was actually photographed by uh, Paige Furnace great photographer from Durban and then the subject on the cover I mean it's her legs uh it's Leah Jazz she's on five right now but uh we uh, all yeah. hung out in Durban it was just like a, a it was a merch shoot actually and then uh chapter two um chapter two's cover I mean chapter two came out in 2020 but the cover was shot in 2015 uh on an iPhone 5c damn I'm, I'm doing so many brand uh name drops 
I mean, are we going to censor that? Sorry. I mean, <laughs> I mean yo, if they're not giving you guys Apple money, then. Wait. Yeah, I mean, they have to, you know. Give... Show me the money. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, and now we're in chapter three, and uh, I think, yeah, as you've identified, it's a sexy couch uh, in the corner. And, yeah, so that was actually taken uh, by a woman as well. Uh, we were on a date. Um, and then she's a visual artist, actually. So I think her kind of having seen a sort of opportunity to capture something, you know. Uh, then so after our date, I think I got home and I asked her, hey, can you send me those photos you took? They were really dope when I looked at them. I just wanted to see them. And I think before we went, I think this was our second date. The first one, because she's a visual artist and I'm a designer, we very much bonded over colors, color palettes and whatnot. We associated colors with each other. It was very mm-hmm. cute. I'd never done this with like a love interest before. So um, she, she, she gave me yellow, you know, and it was so crazy because the color yellow had been flirting with me for like the last two years. You know, I just kept seeing a mustard kind of yellow that kept on occupying a big space in my mind. And, you know, because orange is the color of my blood, I didn't want to cheat on my blood. And I was like, okay, uh, yellow is cool, but I'll keep it in the back of my mind. Um, and then, you know, when she brought it up, I was like, hold on, what is happening? Are we, this is meant to be happening. And then, you know, um, are you guys married yet? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, trying to think of how to respond without being triggered. Uh, no, we're not. (laughs) Um, she's good people though. Um, so yeah, yeah. So then like, you know, I had this color yellow that she kind of confirmed as far, as far as, you know, this chapter of my life. Cause like I met her like fairly like a year ago, I guess, which is fairly recent considering we're only in Jan, but, um, yeah, we had the date, the second date we went out to, I think it's called peaches in Pretoria. Yes, uh, I know that place yes. very well. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So that couch, I, I haven't been there, but I, I haven't been there like since, but I'd want to go just to see if the couch is still there, just to kind of, you know, sit on it. And, you know, by default, I'll have to order something, but I just want to go and sit on it. But um, we went there together on the second date, and then she took that photo, and then she sent it to me uh, later that day. And it very much spoke, I felt like it spoke very much to um, what I think this chapter represents for me, like a sense of comfort, you know, cause there's a, you know, the, the couch itself is pretty, but you know, couches are meant to be sat on, you know, I guess. So, um, like it, for me, it spoke to comfort in myself, you know, in being myself, cause there's a lot of insecurities I've, I've carried with me, you know, even like, especially from my earlier releases, you know, when I was still that angry rapper, um, and whatnot. So, now I've come to a place where there's a nice velvet, uh, bronze, yellow mustard couch for me to sit on in my gray suit. And, you know, it, it feels like a distinguishing moment, like, okay, cool, this is who I am. And I'm going to sit here cross-legged with a sweet wine because I don't know how to drink dry wine yet. And I think it sucks, but, you know, that's another chat. But, you know, I feel like... Um, I've arrived somewhere. I've arrived somewhere. And, you know, as soon as I walk into this place that I've arrived at, I'm directed to, oh, there's that room there and there's a yellow couch for you to sit on. The waiter will be with you shortly. Because when you get older, you're supposed to get into other stuff like graphic design or pottery. It's called growing up. So that's what that image itself, like, uh, says to me. And I think a lot of people might not, well, I'm going to, well, I'll see if they pick it up. But chapter one, on the cover's composition, there's a lady sitting there, one lady. Chapter two, there's two African ladies in the nose. And in chapter mm-hmm. three, there's three um, segments of the couch, which one side yes. of the couch, other side, and then the pillow. So that was unintentional, but it just was so beautiful that that happened, that it kind of does showcase that, okay, cool, uh, there was a trilogy or uh, at play. And, you know, I'm at a point where I'm not even going to lie and say I was intentional about that because, you know, there's so much that has happened and that I've just allowed, like, a lot of these cover arts landed on my lap you know granted i mm-hmm. took the photo for chapter two but it was never meant to be the cover for chapter two uh page and i was shooting a merch shoot for the creepy smile t-shirt you know and then it just became the cover <laughs> and now i was on a date and that these moments presented themselves and i've just allowed it you know as opposed to overthinking which again speaks to the whole spirit of spajong which is fucker just do it so 
you know that's that's that that's a couch it's pretty and i've been looking for one all over the place text like not so much to buy it because they're not cheap but just to sit on mm-hmm. it and then leave wherever i was when i sat on it but um yeah just to kind of reconnect with the, a, a a velvet couch i guess is that why you posted a video of a random yellow couch on your social the other day? Because I was like, why is this guy stroking a couch? I'm so confused. Like a random couch in the middle of the shop. Now it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think back to that word you used when you were describing the cover, you know, uh, sexy. You know, sexy is a very much, you know, prominent theme in just like this chapter in my life. You know, with just me having been a lot more confident about who I am. And then, you know, this couch is, I mean, it's pretty sexy as well. I mean, you know, when you stroke velvet one direction, you know, it does that thing where, and then you just, oh, oh shit, did I just, okay, so that was a very strange sound. <laughs> but, but, you know, I think, I'm, I think, I feel like it very much speaks to, well, I mean, this is me just kind of trying to justify it. But, you know, the passion, the passion, you know, the, and also, you know, I have a very, I have a very, I've always had this, like, for a long time, a very interesting relationship with an, inanimate objects. Like, I, you mm-hmm. know, when I printed my cover arts on canvas, you know, I, I, I baby them sometimes, you know, like, oh, look at you, you cutie pie, you know, and I've got them, like, mounted somewhere. And, you know, um, yeah, like, I just, you know... I guess, yeah, my siblings and I would obviously have our toys when we were playing. They had characters. We had char- like names and everything. So I imagine it's from there. But I've always had like a very um, interesting, for lack of a better word, relationship with like uh, inanimate objects that like mean something to me. So when I see a yellow couch, I'll admire it and I'll let it know what I think of it. You know, when I when. um yeah, yeah, there's just all sorts of, like, versions of that, but that's just, like, an example of that. So that stroke that you had witnessed that um, clearly wasn't inappropriate for Twitter because, you know, they haven't taken it down, but um, <laughs> it's, it's you know, that was just me kind of bonded. But also, it, it, I've always been, like, when I introduced the whole yellow couch, that was just, like, a cryptic way to let people know that, oh, okay, cool, so we're past the African lilies for a bit. Also, what is this guy's obsession with yellow couches? And then by, when, when, when the cover art comes, I was like, oh, shit, that's why he's been posting about yellow couches for the last couple of months to a year, you know? So um, no one really knows uh, about, like, why I'm so, quote-unquote, obsessed with yellow couches, but they, they, they will soon. But they will. But they will. You are yeah. a master in the art of the tease release. You are. You know <laughs> how to drop those breadcrumbs for people to pick up. But you mentioned something very, very interesting a few minutes ago about no longer being an angry rapper, but but instead ah, being yes, confident, yes. right? I'll tell you what else yes, you are. Yes, You're yes. educational. My favorite oh, wow. track of chapter three oh, is wow. established, and I'm going to tell you why, oh, right? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell Sorry, you I'm why. Geeking. Okay, shit, you're okay. Talking <laughs> about, you're talking about registering with Samro and Sampra yeah, and yeah. Capasso, and I laughed so hard because <laughs> nobody is writing music like that, right? Like oh, actual wow. day-to-day shit that you need to know as a musician. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I also really hope that that's the next single because it's a really great tune. It's really wow. great. Proper. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, listen, um, so I'm literally like blushing so hard because that's a song I've kept a secret from, like, I mean, I performed all the other songs. I mean, ASMR has been out, but I performed all the other songs at shows, but the only one people have no idea about is Established. And um, that was actually produced by Kimo Sabi, which is our first like collab like that in a very long time since I started producing. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm glad, like, I mean, this is the first like response I've gotten. Like granted, as I said, I've kept it a secret, but um, so let me just, I'm, I'm done geeking, but yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as I said, you know, I very much write about, you know, like things that one could consider mundane, you know, like registering your business or registering with Samra. These are all important things, but, you know, uh, you know, particularly in hip hop, you know, you, you, you want to talk about all the shit that you have, all the cool shit, you know, and um, yeah, I think everything else is pretty cool. I think if anything, I'm not exempt from, you know, the hip hop thing of talking about the cool shit. Because I think, you know, registering with Samra is pretty cool. You know, especially when that check comes uh, in whenever it does. 
Yeah, exactly. Also, yeah, never knew you know, what established meant till meant, I built me an establishment. Oh my <laughs> god, that is some poetry right there, my friend. Wow. I can't wait to me. hear that live. I don't know if we can continue. I don't know if we can continue. <laughs> I'm, I'm geeking too hard. But um, and you know what, text like I, I, I got my little Corsa light in August in 2020. And congratulations really my thank you thank you it really changed my life you know as far as you know it was in fact that was probably the first introduction into chapter three you know like things just coming together uh with the beard as well you know um so like i found every time i was in this car this cute little course light I would get so much inspiration for music, you know, just like ideas, because I don't know, there's something about driving in a car that is mine and no longer being on the passenger side, like the night crawlers and whatnot. Now it's like, okay, this is me. There's, uh, again, speaking to that confidence, um, just having something that now I bought myself and it's like, damn, okay, you can do this. And so every time I was in the car, I'd come back with so much music, like just ideas. So established was one of the first songs that were kind of born from that, just like journey in the car. So I had bought a studio monitor stand uh, and I had to go pick it up somewhere in Santon. And on my way back, I was carrying it and I'm putting it in the boot. I'm thinking, damn, I'm doing this. Like, like I've got a studio, like, you know, like, that whole idea of oh one day when I blow up you know it's it's there's no real you know uh, how could I say but it, it it's very much not a myth but you know it's the idea that yo when I blow up because if if that's always the idea that when I blow up and you're basing it on you know the perception that's being sold to you uh, by the industry you know in music videos in artists brands and whatnot you you feel like okay because i haven't achieved this or that have i have i really made it am i established but then i was like as soon as i got out of that which is something i shed in my youth which came with like just the years going and growing up i was like i'm adding to my home studio i'm established you know and i never knew this and, and, until I built me an establishment, you know, I, I've got a registered business. So it was just like a moment like that car. It was just such a life changer. Um, there's just so much that, you know, it was like set off. And then it was like, OK, cool. I'm very much here within my own career. I'm going to put my flag down wherever I decide to. And to me, I've made it. And again, like by doing that, I'm in a way manifesting and then i gotta dress for the job if i'm established if i'm this artist entrepreneur i really believe that i am you know i think there has to be a level of you know business acumen attached to it mm. and you know when i think business i think suits and ties and you know the biggest reference oh another thing that really influenced a lot of chapter three aesthetically uh and just the energy was the wolf of wall street You know, it's one ah. of my favorite movies, um, particularly because like uh, Jordan Belfort played by um, Leonardo is, you know, he doesn't rule his business. In fact, rule isn't even the best word to use. He doesn't run his business with an iron fist. He's a very charming guy. Obviously loves, you know, the nose candy a lot. Dutsky. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is something I obviously didn't take inspiration from, but just like his ability to run his company and walk into the office and be applauded and people just respect and love him. And he's got such a, you know, that's something I wanted to replicate for myself within my business structures. And mm -hmm. Jordan Belfort in the film was, I was like, yo, dude, you are who I want to be with a bit of Michael Scott from the office, you know, because, you know, it's not that serious at the end of the day, but you know, those two gents, Michael Scott and Jordan Belfort, uh, were, you know, the the people I kind of wanted to model Chapter 3 around, just the charmingness. You know, I mean, granted, Michael Scott can be, you know, very floppy as a boss, but, you know, he, like when he showed up at the last season of The Office, you know, I, I, I kind of cried a little bit. Okay, a lot. But, you know, it was just like, I was like, gosh, <laughs> wow, it's it's him, you know? And, you know, that just spoke to his impact, you know, throughout the, the series and whatnot. So it very much, you know, those are people who I was like, you know, they're fictional characters. Granted, Jordan Belfort is based on actual Jordan Belfort, but he's being played by Leonardo DiCaprio, who is, you know, charming by default, you know, in Gatsby and Titanic and whatnot. So there's a lot that I had taken from these gentlemen. And I just kind of modeled Chapter 3 by around them. 
You know, before I left Joburg to move back to Cape Town, you and I, we had a drink on the balcony of Louise and Anna in Craig Hall. And we spoke extensively about what your release plan for Chapter 3 was going to look oh, like. yes, 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 And, yes, you did. know, who you could and who you would potentially work with. But why mm. the decision to ultimately stick with your guns and release independently, like you've been doing up until this point? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, that's a thank you for asking that. That's like something I always have to remind myself, you know, about the decision, you know, because it was an intentional thing. Um, why I decided to stick to my guns here specifically is, I mean, this was going to be the first time I was going to try work with uh, other people, you know, from partners to just kind of uh, get to the next level. And I think that was also something that came with the the person I am now, being able to to have these conversations, being able to detach when necessary and have like conversations with potential partners and whatnot. So um, this was going to be that first time. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, listen, I've always been a bit impulsive, you know, as I said earlier, like where it was like, because I was working by myself for the most part, like the t- I just had to run the idea past myself and then the next day I'd be doing it. So I think, again, with age, I've grown a bit more patient as a person, um, less impulsive, you know, more calculated, more intentional. And that was what allowed me to seek out these partnerships and have these conversations. And, you know, a lot of them didn't... Uh, pan out the way I would have liked as far as just, you know, the timing of it. You know, I might have reached out a little bit too late in the year. And um, yeah, so I just thought, okay, cool. Um, If I was just an artist and I wasn't the person running my own label, you know, an artist entrepreneur, if I was just an artist, I would have, you know, I wouldn't have minded being at, you know, someone else's mercy waiting for a response you know and whatnot i wouldn't have minded because it's like oh this is a dream of mine to be with these guys or whoever it was or all the you know it was a dream i very much romanticized a lot of these partnerships that i imagined so but as the business uh person the artist entrepreneur i had to remind myself that i'm working on a timeline you know and i'm working on a timeline and i've got like this and this uh in place already um And, you know, I just felt a little bit, you know, at the mercy of, you know, uh, other, other, other companies and whatnot. And I felt like, okay, cool. You know what? Let, and also I felt like because there was such a long waiting period, I, I, I kind of identified that maybe I don't have enough leverage right now for me to be, for lack of a better word, a priority, you know? So I was like, okay, cool. Um, that's what I've taken from just like what's happening right now. Let me go and. Uh, prove to myself first and foremost and then also have something on my portfolio to say okay cool we managed to do this 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 as you can see between the chapters there's always a increase in whatever be it listener listeners followers or something tangible and quantifiable i'm like so i just said okay cool uh, the next time i want to have this kind of conversation with someone i think it'll be a different conversation uh if i'm they they, they don't reach out to me first and foremost but i felt like I clearly need to just have a bit more leverage, you know, um, just to kind of have these conversations. Again, not to say on my terms, but just where it's it's not a, a much of a waiting game, um, uh, rather. But yeah, so um, there were the, like I just stuck with my guns, um, knowing that I, I have like a Desert Eagle or an AK somewhere in the corner, just like over the years. Um, that I do have structures in place to at least execute something that isn't going to be received underwhelmingly, you know? So it's not like I decided, Oh, you know, cause I've seen a lot of artists will come out, um, you know, either on a Twitter rant, you know, or something where they speak about, Hey guys, I can't release my music because the label guys haven't, you know, I'm yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't want to <clears> say, <throat> I think it's corny because, you know, if people go through whatever they go through, Uh, whatever influences them to sign and possibly not read the contract, you know, or whatever it is that kind of puts them in that situation. I didn't want that for me because I personally don't like feeling like a victim with my artistry specifically. Like it it even becomes a bit tough for me to, let's say, apply for a, a fund or to do a crowdfund to get people to quote donate, you know, because for me that takes away uh, the fact that, 
I am first, well, not first and foremost, after being an artist, I am an entertainer. There's a service, there's a place for what I'm doing. There's people who need the stuff that we do as musicians. Um, and if, you know, I don't know if, you know, doctors or lawyers, um, if things go south in their industry, they, you know, put out a sort of donation thing or fun thing, you know, and I, I can understand, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm not an artist when I say this, but, you know, there's a level that I, in my mind, I feel like, you know, I don't ever want to feel um, like, I don't want to say a charity either, but I just don't want to feel like I'm at the mercy of circumstance with my artistry because everything that I do for myself from the rollouts to, you know, the visual campaign, everything, I do that not to, you know, say, hey, look how cool this is. No, I do it out of necessity. You know, I feel like it's always necessary particularly as an independent artist, if we don't have access to the infrastructure that a major label has from financial to their network, how do we, if not replicate it, how do we kind of make an effort either way and not default it to, okay, listen, I don't have a label. Um, I'm going to put this out hoping someone signs me after this one. They don't sign me after this one. I put out another one. You know, that's not my journey. I'm building uh, proactively to say that, you know, in a couple of years, normal is going to be, I guess, you know, what I think one of the dopest independent record labels, you know, um, with Bailuans to having been our best case study. So, um, yeah, I'm building, putting structures in place, um, doing all the necessary admin uh, surrounding the artistry because, like, I, I, I always allow myself to have time to be the artist. I never rush that. If I say, okay, I want to put out music this year, there's no date in my mind. I'll let it be dictated by when I'm done with the music. Soon as I'm done with that music, I'm going to lock the studio, change my hat from artist to artist entrepreneur, and then now look at the music and the body of work as a brief of sorts, you know, to say that, okay, cool. How do we now roll this body of work out? Because I feel like every time I make music, it's the best music I've, I'll ever make. And I don't ever want to you know, put it out and then it's, oh, this project is so slept on. I wish more people heard it, you know, because that speaks more to, you know, what I've done, you know, in an attempt to push it. And if I haven't pushed it, it's always going to be slept on. And that slept on thing is a bit of a chip on my shoulder, which is why I do what I do so frantically to say that, okay, the next time the music comes out, the, the chat isn't, oh, I wish more people were listening to Bailuansta. You know, granted, there's always going to be more people who need to listen to Bailuansta. Like, there's 7 billion or more people in the world. And if you have, like, 7,000 streams, that's not even 10%. That's, you know, very small. So there's always so much work to be done. And I always want to do so much more. And in doing so much more, you learn new things. You meet new people. You listen to podcasts where they're speaking about, you know, structures in place, brand positioning, and you know, you try apply that to your own, uh, you know, company, your own label, your own creative agency. And then you find, you know, maybe granted, I don't want to say I'm fully equipped enough to even compete with a major, but that's not what it's about for me. It's just about, you know, that whole needing to rely puts you at the mercy. And yeah, I, I could talk forever, Tex, but uh, you Listen, get it, right? You are a well-oiled machine for a one-man show, and I hope that one day you pour all of your knowledge and everything that you've learned over the years into one place and you charge a mm. shitload of money for it <laughs> because people will 100% buy in and buy whatever you mm. are selling because I feel like with the success of Colors and, mm. you know, going to Paris and going to mm. Germany and being mm. a part of the American One Beat and all yes. of these things that you've done, you've done mm. by yourself and you've managed mm. to build a very lucrative career that's only on the up, my friend. It's only mm. on the up. Mm. But mm. what does the next chapter look like? Is this a clean slate now for Bailuanster to look forward to the future, to write new music now that... Spajongit is done? Mm. Um, again, such a beautiful question. Thank you, Tex. Um, with the, I'm on fire today. With chapter three. <laughs> <laughs> no, shut up. I see you. I see you. Um, so with obviously chapter three being the, you know, conclusive, you know, release in this trilogy, um, I mean, I'm already in new music right now. You know, I mean, I finished chapter three sometime last year. Uh, so I've already been working on new music. And like with all these things that you've mentioned, you know, the trip to Paris, particularly the trip to the U.S. for one beat. Uh, that's where, like, I think Chapter 3 also started because um, 
that was a very uncomfortable experience for me like with one beat not like so much on their part but with me being someone whose career has always just been me 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 and now i am one of 25 musicians and possibly the least equipped because i didn't play an instrument uh at that time and everybody else you know spoke a language that i felt like as a musician i should understand but i felt so isolated but anyway like i had to just leave uh, by one step behind in in Chobe, I had to leave my comfort zone and just be a vessel for whatever I was needed to be there. So I very much got equipped uh, with just like um, perspective. And, you know, I played synthesizer bass in a band for the first time in my life, you know. So I played a role that what? didn't need me in front of a mic. It was crazy, dude. Amazing. It was like I was a part of a band and I wasn't the vocalist. It was amazing. So um, there's so much that kind of like triggered so much growth. And again, speaking to what you had mentioned about, you know, the one man show, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I pride myself in what I'm about to say, but I've, I'm so much more of a collaborator now, you know, like there's so mm. many people I've let into my creative process from production to my music video, which is directed by William T. Kendra. Uh, we partnered that that was like, he was, I felt like he was an extension of myself um at the at that point when we did the video i wasn't looking over his shoulder but you know it was like about trusting and you know the the buy for a long time i learned like over the years that it it did intimidate a lot of potential collaborators who thought that oh no if i reach out to him i'll be wasting my time because he'll probably say he can do it himself and that wasn't the point of the buy it was just about self-reliance and you know it's always been there like the video was directed by Luan all sorts of things so i just put them together when i had to and i didn't have the money to pay everyone so now you know um i think i also say it on that song established you know gotta keep the homies incentivized you know uh yeah. whenever i work with someone i have to make it worse there while you know, um, I mean, they're rendering a service. So anyway, sorry, back to the, the question. Like um, with uh, the conclusion of chapter three, um, while it's very much a conclusion, I, it's also, it's like a, a open end, not open ended, but the door is open at the end of ASMR, which is the last song, right? And that is like a sort of entry into uh a new chapter, not so much as pajonga chapter, but this new phase of my life, my artistry and whatnot. And as I said, I've already started working on new music. I picked up the bass guitar last year. And I've just been like, you know, working with that, playing with it, you know, including it in some of the production, you know, just, just to also have... I don't know. I've always just been fascinated by bass. It's like one of the first uh, instruments I pick up in a song that kind of, you know, makes you pull that stank face. And, you know, it's like, damn, you know, so just having it and being able to play it. Because a lot of my production, when it's my own beat, um, it, it starts off with bass most of the time in my head and then drums and whatnot. So bass, I picked that up, which is also something that's new, which didn't appear in Chapter 3, but it happened in Chapter 3. So going into, you know, 2022 by Luanster, musically, you know, I've got some bass that I'm playing there. Um, like, departing from Chispijong, from ASMR, you know, there's some songs that, you know, have a couple more drops of sexy in them. You know, that's just kind of, you know, the, the aftermath of, like, that song, ASMR. So, like, it's like a the last song being ASMR, it was the doors wide open onto... Um, who I am now, it's not so much closed because, you know, uh, the chapters don't really close. Uh, it's just like, okay, cool, who am I now? Like, or what have I learned since chapter two? What have I learned since chapter three? So I think in my life, I'm definitely going to still chapter my life uh, because sometimes, you know, in tech, sometimes I feel like um, <laughs> I'm living a Netflix series a little bit, you know, so whenever I open my eyes in the morning, I hear that doo-doo. And then, like, it's the Netflix sound, and it's like, okay, cool. Uh, what am I going to be doing today? You know, it's not even always exciting things, but, you know, I guess I very much romanticize my life as well, you know, and I think that's also something that makes the music so, you know, I don't know the way it is, because I feel like every moment, whatever it is, like, is, is very, in, you know, impactful for me. So, yeah, I mean, what going into maybe post Pechanga vibes, you know, I'm very much, you know, I've got the suit. I, I didn't hire it, so it's not going anywhere. So uh, it's there to remind me constantly, like, like whatever my bad signal looks like outside, 
uh, in the sky. But, you know, when it needs me to put on that suit, both physically and metaphorically, I'm always down for it because these chapters are, are present, you know. So um, I can't really speak to what what the, like the next phase is, is musically because I'm just very much just doing. But like life-wise, I've decided um, the two words I'm going, I've gone into 2022 with are intentionality and uh, readiness. Um, rather both feet forward this year as opposed to best foot forward. And each foot for me is design and the other is music. And I've finally found a way to marry the two because it's always been a struggle. What am I, a rapper or a graphic designer? But now does it matter is what I'm asking myself. It might look good in my Instagram bio, you know, and that's about it. <laughs> but in my mind, you know, it's like I'm both. I'm this, like I'm, I, I'll never say I'm not just a musician because music for me is always going to be the main thing, you know, like I've got the agency mm -hmm. side of normal, but you know, even it funds, like whatever I make from the agency, it funds what we're doing at the record label. So music is always the main thing. And, um, but now, you know, I'm not split, you know, I, I, I want to be by the end of, I guess, well, actually even now, right now, actually, yeah, five minutes ago, two minutes ago, one minute ago, I want to be this, you know, creative that you know is hopping and you're asking why is this guy hopping and he's like oh then the person who knows maybe it'll be you text will be like oh no he decided no best foot forward this year he decided both feet forward so he's gonna hop for the whole of 2022 you know what i mean i want to be able to pos be positioned for all sorts of conversations like i did um i, was, I participated in fau kiesi uh last year and i was on a panel discussion uh, with Nonko Piri where, and Vulanim Tembu, where we just spoke about digital music um, and my perspective based on the thesis that I wrote on cover art, digital age and whatnot was valuable in that. But also that same event, that same festival, I performed. So like that was a platform that used both my feet, you know, uh, I'm there sharing knowledge and then on the other side, I'm performing. So that's just what I want to position myself for more this year. So I'm looking at all sorts of platforms from, you know, Bridges for Music, from Access, you know, Basha Uhuru and whatnot. Just everyone who has an educational platform that also has a performance platform, you know, designing that mm -hmm. will hit me up if you hear this. But, um, you know, things like those. So I just want to be more po like positioned and intentional and ready for these opportunities when they present themselves. One thing I don't want to do text is to regret. I don't want to regret not having done enough by the end of this year, you know, and also I'm going to be smart. Uh, mental health wise i'm not gonna let myself burn out but i just don't want to like there's another video i saw uh of a baseball player being interviewed by another lady and while they're talking someone hit a baseball in her direction and he just caught it like his impulse he's like his what's not impulse uh what's the word uh instinct not instinct but basically like he caught re it very, reflex 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 that's the word thank mm -hmm. you he just caught mm -hmm. it like you know i don't even think he looked at it but like i think maybe probably looked at it for a split second so that's how ready i want to be for you know um opportunities that may present themselves for me to be by Luansta, uh both as a visual communicator and then as a musician uh, so that's what this chapter is about like it's become more than just um the music on its own. The music is going to be always like the main thing, as I said, by Lonsters, the our greatest case study at normal. Uh, but, you know, I want to do workshops. You know, I've been doing workshops for pop culture for the last two years, just on rollouts, you know, teaching, you know, European musicians. And I'm feeling like I want to bring this home because the homies need this information as well. So, you know, if I can get on platforms that, you know, uh, allow for me to do this to a point where, you know, we end up facilitating our own summit of sorts, like a normal summit where I get my peers, you know, to just speak on. Sign me up. Uh, there, oh, there we go. There we go. You know what I'm saying? Things like those, just to share information in one space, purely based on, you know, the, the places I've been to where I've just learned. So, yeah, I mean, that was the long version. You know, I don't even think there was a short version that exists. But um, as I was speaking, there's no I was short also kind version with you, my friend. <laughs> I'm There's so never a short version well. with you. But listen, yeah. any day that I get to talk to you is a good day. So I just wanted to say thank you for joining me on the show today. It's been an absolute blast. And whether you're walking or hopping or rolling into the future, <laughs> you know that I've you know that I've got your back with everything that you uh -huh, do, uh -huh. wherever always, you do it. Always. I'm there. And you know what, Tech, sorry, like just to like I 
I I just want to thank you so much, dude. Like, I think uh, the before we even had engaged, you had like shown a lot of love to my brother Kimo Sabi um, from like when you were with um, Deezer and everything, you know. And um, yeah, it bled onto me. It spilled onto me, and like you've just always shown me love you know when we have to put out music you're always just like very present and i think meeting you for the was it last year when we met it was last year yeah yeah that was such a full circle moment no wasn't it was the yeah it was last year it was january last year before i moved back officially i see i see i see okay cool so i mean like oh shit so technically right now this is a full circle moment then it's a full circle moment my friend and you know what, like you text, like, or someone who will always like you and um, the former editor of Hype, Fred, Fred Kayembe, like you and him, like granted, I've, I think we've met once you and I, but the next time I see you, it's definitely going to feel like, oh shit, this is, I mean, even speaking to you right now is a full circle moment. You know, people who have played very instrumental roles in just helping me document my journey. And I'll always be so grateful to you, dude. And, you know, it's all love on my side and I appreciate you know, so much that, that, that you do in the industry. And, um, one day, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, uh, <laughs> I'll order you Let's see. ice cream or Let's something. It's your forward, bro. And I'm telling you, on your the last L we're taking, the last L we're taking. Even, bro, we're even taking the L out of your name. <laughs> one team of Incredibly grateful I'm still alive Considering the fact that I almost died That other night Twice if I remember First time was in my ex's ride Truck driver straight up ignored the light He saw the light but didn't drive slow I saw the light but I didn't die though A couple days before you're absolutely right I mean imagine This button almost killed the magic But with all this drive I'm not surprised I almost died in traffic <laughs> But I'm doing alright No more taking a drive at night On the passenger side Now that I'm driving in mind Thanks to graphic design A booking here and there because I still haven't made up my mind Whether I'm a rapper, rhyme, or graphic designer Or if it even matters, I haven't decided But if it really did, so what if it's only when I know I mean, those titles look good in your Instagram bio But also, I shouldn't undermine the skill set Otherwise, I'll be losing out on multiple streams of income That haven't started pouring in yet Best foot forward should have just been the preset I mean, both feet forward this year, I need to leap it Like February 2020 on a weekend Everything I know right now, I repeat it I just had to drop that L just to win it Hasn't been about myself for a minute I'm shaking it off now Feel like I'm ready for more now Cause I just had to write it down, not to quit it I keep it in my mind right Everything now, don't forget it Everything's about timing Certain wins I don't think I was ready for Certain things only connected I was 24 Looking back at my mistakes and all the fumbled bags They don't really bother me like that There's always plenty more opportunities to secure the win Art first, then you focus on your positioning I thought about it for a minute, now I was just a kid I had to pack my bags and leave the place I was living in And move to Jersey, and now I'm here and you can't ignore me It took a couple years just to be sure that I know my story I just wanna tell it like it is in all its glory I had to be the one to open Open that door for sure, my Josie. Oh, I'm such a gentleman. <laughs> you should give it up to me. Huh? I mean, yeah. you should give it up for me. I know you see me working on my hands dirty. Wipe them on my dungaree. Yeah. Looking for that handshake. Yeah. Only if you fuck with yeah. me. I'ma need to see those fucking hands at the concert so I can recognize them when we start discussing the profits. I know it's business, but I'm still a sensitive guy. Before a piece of the pie, we should probably discuss it over a brush. Just Get that spice, bro. It's so dope. Shop, shop. Everywhere, pick and pay, and all of the shops, bro. 
but just look for the short guy on your meat when you do that bra i'm telling you want to close that deal because your meat will be <laughs> but bra honestly man you've been grinding for a while for me you've made it like you've been doing your thing for a while now you know so you are an established artist bro you are dog you are in there dog you are established Shout out to Bai Luanster for joining us in studio. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Tex Talks. From me, your host, Tex, producers Jonathan Ings and Matthew Lewis, and researcher Al Clapper. Catch you on the flip side. Head on over to texttalks.com for all our previous episodes. And remember, that's Tex with a double X. 